We're gonna talk about how you go from drop shipping, like I alluded to in the previous lesson, to actually building a brand, okay? But I'm gonna do something first. I'm gonna tell you about the different metrics that I think makes a business something that'll actually fulfill you and make you happy, right? Something that you're proud of, all right? And this is what we're gonna be building together, so this is very important. And I will say 99% of the people in e-commerce or dropshipping they don't meet most of these factors, and that's why we're gonna be a little different in how we approach our mindset as we're going about this business, right? The first thing is we wanna build something that is going to be legitimate, not a hustle, all right? And this is one of the biggest problems I have with the whole internet entrepreneurship community is that because everything is so virtual, right? Your customers are virtual, the money you're getting paid is all virtual, right? And your products, you might have never even seen them. It's very easy for people to kind of forget that they're still in the real world. Just because it's on the internet doesn't mean that the customers you're selling to are any less real. It doesn't mean that their dissatisfaction or their satisfaction is any less real. It doesn't mean that your products are any less real. It doesn't mean your money is any less real, right? So it's very important that we start thinking about e-commerce and dropshipping. And even though this is an online bootstrap course, right, that we still treat it like a legitimate business and do things that legitimate businesses do and not do things that a non-legitimate business wouldn't do, right? Like, think about your online business still as a physical storefront. If there's something you're gonna do to a customer as an internet entrepreneur that you would never do out in the open, you would never want the world to know, you don't wanna do it here. That's principle number one, and this is something that I don't compromise on, and not only does it make you go to sleep at night feeling a lot better, it actually makes your business a lot more sustainable, and we're gonna talk about that. The number two thing, that we want to do is going to be something that's sustainable, right? And what sustainable means is something that lasts a long time, something that can generate income for a while. There's nothing worse than working super hard on a new business, putting your sweat, tears, and your money into it, having some success only for someone else to take it away, okay? And that is something that is going on in the dropshipping world right now, which is why you might hear a lot of people saying dropshipping or e-commerce is dead, right? It's not a good form of business, not a good form of entrepreneurship. That's because they're not gonna do it in the same way that we're doing. One big reason why I was able to build a $20 million business in one year is because when I built a concept out and it actually was successful, it lasted the test of time. And what you see so many times in dropshipping, and you'll see this with all the gurus out there flashing their numbers is, they'll have this sort of graph, right? And what they like to do is they cut their screenshots right over here, meaning they have a very explosive growth, and a lot of them are very talented marketers, right? I don't want to doubt them, but what they don't know how to do that well is make it sustainable. And we're gonna go through the tactical things that make sustainability later on in the lessons, but just know we want something that looks more like this, something that's consistently growing right, that's always going to work, something you can rest your hat on and know that you're taken care of financially for a while. And what's the biggest threat to sustainability, right? What is causing these businesses to look like that? I'm gonna break it down for you, and this is basically a little secret that you won't really know unless you're in the internet marketing 
space, especially on Facebook. So there's three big forces that are kind of going on right now that is squeezing most dropshippers out of the market and making it a pretty unsustainable business model. The first thing is going to be Facebook, all right? Facebook, when it first launched its advertising platform and when dropshippers first made a lot of money, didn't care about what people were doing on its platform because its goal was to grow, 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 grow. Generate revenue, generate revenue, generate revenue. And something that you need to realize is that Facebook, they're not catered towards users. They're catered towards merchants, right? That's where they get their money. Facebook is a free platform, right? It's the people that advertise on Facebook that pays the bills for big buck Mark Zuckerberg, right? So what they are very conscious of is making sure their advertising platform is as friendly to advertisers as possible. And something started happening because dropshippers were treating their business as a hustle, right? As a hack to get money and not as something legitimate. Facebook had to crack down because customers were getting scammed left and right. Super slow shipping, terrible quality, sometimes no customer support at all. No one wants to go through that experience. So if you're a user and you buy something from Facebook and you have a terrible, terrible experience, you're not going to buy again. And what that jeopardizes is now they're not going to buy from Walmart. They're not going to buy from Zara. They're not going to buy from Gucci, these big brands that pay Facebook a lot of money. So Facebook came up with something which is going to be the customer feedback score. So something you might not know is as we're going to be selling our products to customers, Facebook is sending out random surveys to every single customer and asking them for their feedback. And this is something that only hits within this past year, all right? And if your feedback score is too low, what Facebook does to you is exactly this. They'll just ban your business or throttle you, meaning you have to pay more money to show the same number of advertisements. And over time, your costs will just get higher and higher and higher until you die off. So this is a big reason why a lot of those gurus out there that you see, you know, they're able to do seven figures in sales. You know, sometimes they scale to a million dollars in two, three months, but then afterwards it's just dead and they now they want to go sell a course, right? Sell a course about a business method that isn't even sustainable, which, you know, is kind of dishonest in my opinion, right? So that's one big factor. Another one is going to be regulations. Of course, this internet economy is growing, right? E-commerce is growing. The government is going to get a sniff and they're going to want to get involved, right? They want to say, hey, a lot of these people are, are getting, getting angry, right? The Wall Street Journal did a massive report on this hoodie that was going viral because of a dropshipper that was actually absolutely trash. And this dropshipper was saying it was cashmere, all this crazy stuff. You can look it up, right? So the government wants to protect its citizens and now they started cracking down on dropshipping and e-commerce as well. And the biggest violations that they are looking for, right, is pissed off customers. Right? And this is organizations that are non-government related like the BBB. What they do is they basically are a watchdog group. A lot of watchdog groups out there, Trustpilot, you name it, right? And what they do is they're trying to compile all these evidence, right? All these cases where e-commerce businesses are being very irresponsible because it's easy to police something when you can see it physically and in person. It's hard to police it when it's online, right? And they're then sending that information to the government. 
So I actually know some people in the e-commerce space that started facing legal action because they simply pissed off way too many people or they were selling scammy copyrighted products, you name it, right? Fake jerseys. You can see that fake jerseys aren't AliExpress anymore. There is a reason for that. The world is cracking down. And the final players are going to be payment processors, right? And, and I hope there's a trend. All of these things are centered around one thing. Customers, right? Customers, 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 customers. So you keep customers happy, you keep these guys happy, you'll get this result and not this result, and you'll have a sustainable business, right? So what are payment processors doing? Long story short, because customers were getting so angry, the banks that are working with payment processors, right? The banks that are funding these payment processors said, hey, we're getting way too much backlash. It is not a good situation. I don't want to start processing payments for these brands you know, that are just scamming every single person, right? That's how payment processors protect their reputation and their business. So payment processors made something called the chargeback rule and the match list, okay? If you cross a certain number of chargebacks, meaning customers are calling in from their phone to their credit card company and saying, hey, I got scammed, I didn't get my product, or this product absolutely sucks and there's no customer support, right? Credit cards, and you can do this yourself if you've ever had a fraudulent charge, it's the same process, right? If your chargeback rate is too high, okay, and if it's above 1%, okay, meaning you're pissing off more than 1% of your customers, what happens to you is you'll get your money put on hold, meaning you can't even access the money that you generate through e-commerce, but you're still paying for the cost. That's a fast road to bankruptcy. And also, they created something called a match list, where if you are a repeated offender, pissing off a lot of customers, you actually get banned from payment processing for five entire years. Your social security, your business EIN, it's all attached. And that's also a big reason why this is happening, right? So we don't want any of this junk. We wanna be sustainable. And what are some other things that we wanna optimize for throughout these lessons, right? Because I wanna give you the best. The third thing is we wanna build a skill set. all right? I wanna make sure through these lessons that even if you decided that you didn't want to start your own e-commerce business, that you still walk away with such valuable, high demand skills that you can still go into the marketplace and compete and maybe service other e-commerce businesses. So what are the different skill sets, right, that we're gonna be covering throughout these lessons? I'm gonna break it down to you right now. And it's what I call the e-commerce toolkit. And keep in mind, we already agreed, right? That e-commerce is the future of business. It's the future of the world. So if you can navigate the e-commerce skill set, I kind of compare it to people that learn how to code really, really early on, right? If you're one of the few developers in the world, you made a killing. You were very, very valuable. If you're one of the few people that can make websites, in the first wave of websites that were going up, you were very, very valuable. If you could edit videos, right? Right when videos became a medium for entertainment, you were paid really well and you were very high demand. So what I'm gonna teach you throughout this process as we're building our e-commerce business from scratch is these essential skills. First thing is gonna be graphic design, all right? And don't worry, I'm doing this step-by-step even a beginner can follow along. A beginner with no history whatsoever can follow along step by step. We're gonna learn graphic design, right? And this is basically gonna make great advertisements, all right? We're gonna make all of our advertisements in-house because we don't have a lot of money out there to spend to get other people to create our ads. And now you can see, if you master how to make advertisements, you can do this for other businesses, right? Or your own. We're gonna learn how to make an engaging website. And not just 
how to put together some images onto a template, we're gonna learn the psychology of what makes a good website, what convinces someone to part ways with their hard-earned money, and also how to actually execute, right? How do you take an idea from your brain and bring it to life and build a great digital storefront? We're gonna learn how to write copy, right? This is basically the text version of advertising, okay? This is how you communicate to the customers what you're trying to do and try to get them to part ways with their money. And of course, we're gonna learn ad strategy, right? And this is basically how do you navigate Facebook's algorithm to get the best results. And remember, I already mentioned that no one knows what they're doing in the world of ad strategy right now. They let a 23-year-old with no experience kick their butt, right? So if you take a look at these skill sets, you know, even if you decided not to build your own brand or not to do dropshipping, I think we can all agree that if you became a master at any of these skills, and imagine being a master at all of these skills, you could seriously make a big impact in a world that's hungry for e-commerce. And we're gonna talk about number four. And number four, this is something that's very, very important, and this is the concern about saturation competitors. Wanna be resilient to outside forces, okay? It's all about resiliency, right? Because what's going on is this. This is you, and then this is your business, right? You have a lot of control over your business, but not 100% control, because you have to rely on other people, teammates, things like that as a part of your business. But there's something else that's going on, and that's there's big outside circle, and these are external factors, okay? And guess what? This is a lot bigger than you and your business. The world is a lot bigger than anything you could ever create. And these external factors, they're bringing a lot of impact in your direction. So what we want to accomplish is build a business model, right? Where over time, we have more and more control. More of our activities is going on here and we're relying, or at least we're a lot more resistant to massive changes that are coming here. We don't want a situation where if another person decides to sell the same product as us, we just simply die and go out of the market, right? That's another big reason for that bell curve for a lot of these dropshippers. We also don't want a situation where something small changes in the marketplace and all of a sudden we're screwed, right? We don't want a situation where our suppliers and AliExpress is gonna hold us hostage for a very, very long time. What if you're selling a lot of the product and you go to your supplier and you say, hey, I want more of this, and they say, well, I just don't have any more. The factory didn't make any more. I didn't know I was supposed to make more. We wanna resist those situations and put the control in you and your business so you can be the determinant of your future, all right? And finally, number five, I can't stress how important this is. We wanna be a build a business that you're actually proud of, okay? We wanna build a business that you can show your family and your friends and they can Google it and they're not gonna think you're a criminal. They're not gonna think you're a terrible person. We wanna build a business that keeps you going to sleep at night feeling like you're adding value to the world. You're ad adding value to not only yourself and your loved ones, but you're adding value to your customers. And think about how wonderful that could be, that you know even though you built an online business, you are still making people's lives better. And I'm telling you, that is the long-term solution to success. We talked about how customers are at the center of everything. Even if you were a terrible person, I'll tell you now, you cannot build a business that pisses a lot of people off consistently, or else 
else, someone is going to crack down. We live in a world that cares. Whether it's Facebook that'll crack down because you're ruining the platform for other advertisers, whether it's payment processors that will crack down because they're getting tired of hearing calls from credit card companies, or if it's going to be the government that cracks you down. And you don't want that situation to happen because you're just simply pissing too many people off. So, these are the five things that's going to drive all of these lessons and also our mindset and also drive why our approach to dropshipping is going to be totally different from everyone else's.